G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. An interesting topic to talk about over these coming few minutes because all of us who've been around for a little while will know that there have been some very impressive Christian authors or dare I say even Christian musical artists who have had an effect on our lives And yet, then we hear some news that for whatever reason, either theologically or sexually, they've fallen and they've done things that might not necessarily be in keeping with our Christian values. And the question comes, what do I do with those books from those authors that I have on my bookshelf? Or what do I do with those songs that I still secretly have as favorites from the past, but maybe now they're not quite so in vogue because there's been a change? Well, Bill Muhlenberg's been writing about this this past week, and he's back with us today. Hello, Bill. Welcome back. Great to be back. Bill, your latest article is entitled, Should I Still Read His Books or Listen to His Music? Uh, Did you have any particular artist or author in mind when you were writing this? Yeah, I did, actually. Uh, This does come up for me, obviously. I do a, well, I do a lot, well, I'm a blogger, so I got a lot of articles on my website, so I'm quoting people all the time, so... Sometimes you may discover that somebody you've been happily quoting is, um, well, he may once have been very good, sound, orthodox, great Christian, but for one reason or another has gone off the rails. Uh, They could go off theologically, morally, uh, you know, somebody who runs off with the church secretary or something, Uh, so you may not be as keen to run with their stuff. Um... Several cases uh, we know of Christian musical artists who really fully embrace the homosexual lifestyle and are promoting that, and you know, not just you know maybe a, a short-term sin where they fell and they repented and they found the grace again, but you know, a, a steadfast, rebellious kind of sin in which they're proud of. So yeah, I name a few names there and. Uh, some of your listeners, for example, in the music world would know of somebody like Ray Boltz, uh, was a great Christian singer back in whatever, 70s, 80s, did a song like The Anchor Holds, and a while back, I think on Facebook, I thought I was that the, the phrase or the chorus was going through my mind, so I looked it up, I was going to post it on Facebook and say, great song. And then I sniffed around a bit more, and I found out, you know, he left his wife and kids and became a homosexual and is now very proudly in that lifestyle. So I uh, <laughs> I changed my mind. I didn't uh, use his version of that song. So that's one example, and I suspect your radio station probably sometimes looks at the same issues and asks the same questions. And look, I won't name any artists, and I'm not going to try and dig deep into memory, but there will be those artists 
that have made those sorts of, we'll call them mistakes, and uh, they were on the radio one day and the next day they're not. And I know that there is a policy that we have mm-hmm. on the radio here at Vision uh, that, uh, you know, expects that those artists that are being heard and influencing listeners all around the nation, uh, that they will have at least some level of character uh, that, uh, you know, ticks the right boxes. So, yep. uh, but uh, Bill, it's not only authors and yep. Christian artists. Sometimes we have this issue, don't we, with uh, preachers, uh, you know, yep. a preacher who's fallen and then they've made a comeback. And we wonder, uh, do we want to follow that preacher or mm, is there yep. such a character fall here that we can't follow them anymore? It's the same sort yep. of way that yep. this works, isn't it? Well, it's the same thing. And as I said before, if it's uh, maybe a one-off or maybe even several obvious falls from grace, but there's still repentance, there's still, you know, the the pastor or leader, he knows it's wrong, he shouldn't have done it, could have been, you know, unfaithfulness to your wife or any number of things, and that's happened often, sadly. Uh, you know, again, if they're, they know it's wrong, they want to get right with God, well, that leads to the broader issue of church discipline and, you know, how fast do you let a, somebody back into ministry? It's probably not good to rush back. Uh, but, you know, if they are repentant, they know it's wrong, and they want to go on with the Lord, well, then you can probably eventually, uh, you know, either have them back in the ministry or listen to them and their sermons, whatever. But that is a different thing, again, from those who fall and don't, uh, you know, don't repent, don't acknowledge it's wrong. So whether they've uh, committed adultery or taken up the homosexual lifestyle or gone into some major doctrinal error, denying some of the basics of the faith, or there, well, I would think, just probably just like your uh, radio station, you know, those kind of people you don't run with because you don't want to well, certainly uh, mislead or help stumble, certainly a young Christian or a new Christian who may not know better. So, you know, you're careful what kind of theology and uh, any sermons you might uh, run with online on your radio station. You want to keep it straight and narrow as much as you can. Again, whether it's a song, whether it's a teaching, a sermon. Uh, so if there are those who've gone off the rails, again, we we have obligation to protect the rest of the body of the Christ. So I have that as a, a blogger. You have it as a radio station, and I think all churches should have it as well. Authors are interesting here, aren't they? Because mm-hmm. an author may have written tremendous yep. material in those earlier years, and then for whatever reason, there is a fall yep. from grace or a movement in a different direction, even heretical direction, yep. and you recognize that there is value in their early writing, yep. but you somehow rather grapple with this idea, you wrestle with whether or not that could even be quoted, even though it yep. might be good material. Oh, exactly. Uh, and again, that's happened to me. I am a writer. I quote people all the time. So in one case, there was this Old Testament, evangelical Old Testament scholar, English, I think, uh, you know, written some great books on the Old Testament. Uh, so I'd quoted from him in various places. I think one guy said, hey, do you know he's, you know, he's now left the faith and he's a homosexual? I said, oh, I didn't know that. Now, I still have those articles there. I still have his quotes there. I haven't gone and, you know, censored out every quote, but... Um, 
Well, let's put it this way. I, I won't be quoting him in the future, certainly any of his new works, as long as he's in that state of rebellion and sin, unconfessed sin. So, yeah, it does raise the issue. What about the older books that were orthodox, that were, you know, right on the money, very sound? And, of course, as I state in my article on this issue, uh, it raises bigger issues. There's that passage in Romans about the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. The idea that once God maybe gives you a gift, it may stay with you. You know, it might be a great Bible teacher or whatever, but what happens when you fall into sin or apostasy? Is the gift remain? You know, interesting, that's another discussion. But um, So, yeah, a lot of issues arise. And, in fact, also in my piece, there was an American pastor, which I wasn't really aware of, who's evidently just fallen. And I note that the publisher of his books has just said, we're not going to print or distribute his books anymore. So, you know, a lot of people... Booksellers, uh, you know, record companies, not just churches and ministries, have to think through these kind of issues. Mindful too, Bill, and I can't quote you the chapter and verse, but scriptures that make reference to the idea that those who are teachers uh, will be judged more harshly by God. And uh, there is a sense here in which uh, we need to perhaps pass that judgment early, and yet uh, I know we'd want to colour that with grace and humility, but there is a certain sense in which if we have the mind of Christ, we have to make wise decisions about how we treat early works and later works, and if we actually would quote or listen or or even uh, acknowledge uh, the leadership of various people. Yeah. Well, I am a teacher, I guess. It's part of my gifting, so I can tell you that verse. It's James 3, 1. Yep. <laughs> it does say, you know, those of you who are teachers will be judged more strictly. So, yeah, absolutely, we got to be careful because uh, we're teaching others. And uh, in my article, uh, I mentioned this American pastor, I think, from Chicago, So I noted that Christianity Today magazine had did a piece on this pastor and asked uh, about six or seven Christian leaders, so what are you going to do with their with their teachings, with you know their past books and writings? Do you chuck it, you know, consign it all to the flames? Do you make use of some of his old stuff, even though he's now gone off the rails? So there are some interesting answers these leaders gave, and I quoted some of them in my article. One of them made the wise point, well, (laughs) what do you do with Scripture? Uh, We quote Peter all the time. At one point, he kind of went off the rails. Worse yet, what about Solomon? He's in the Bible, but he went off the rails big time toward the end of his life. (laughs) So I thought that raised some interesting issues. Uh, You know, there it's obviously the inspired Word of God, but yet we retain that in Scripture, even though some of these guys if not going off into real apostasy, it certainly blew it for a period of time. So anyway, some interesting thoughts there, which we would add to this overall discussion. And the idea that unless you approach these things with a level of humility, uh, you also uh, put yourself at risk because uh, as soon as you have a shortfalling or an inadequacy or someone flings some mud and some of it sticks, then you'll be on the receiving end of the same judgment that you perhaps had used yourself. So there is a certain level of humility and grace required. Well, yeah, absolutely. Again, 
those leaders or pastors who have fallen and do want to, you know, get right and not persist in that sin, uh, A, we have to, you know, show forgiveness, and B, as you say, show humility, you know, I, I could be guilty of this, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not immune from falling, in fact, I think I wrote at the end of my article, what happens, God forbid, if one day I go off the rails, you know, do I... Do all Christians say, I'm never going to read that lousy website again? You know, I was blessed for so many years, but now he's really gone off the rails. So, you know, it's, so we, well, with nothing else, we pray for each other. We pray for our leaders, especially. Pray for those who are in the public eye. The enemy does want to take down these people, get them caught up in some sin or whatever. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a pastoral and a practical issue as well as, you know, a theological and theoretical issue. It might be that we're all wise to admit that we are all works in progress and uh, that there is uh, something special and beautiful that God is shaping in us, that there are some uh, different flaws in the vessel that uh, we all might have somewhere lurking in the closet. Uh, Bill, good thoughts and stimulating thoughts today about should I still read his books or listen to his music? And uh, just to uh, to start those thoughts along those lines, because it's an important conversation to have, even if it's just an internal one, uh, where you grapple with the issues of your own conscience as to how you uh, listen to, how you read, how you quote, how you promote uh, various authors or musicians or whether it's uh, any particular leader at all. And that isn't even getting into uh, the issues that we might uncover if we start to talk about when we quote those who are completely non-Christian. That might have to be a discussion for another day. Uh, Bill, let me point people to your blog site so that listeners can have a read of your articles, should I still read his books. BillMuhlenberg.com or simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill Muhlenberg, great catching up. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Always a pleasure. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.